Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, offering quality live programming with holistic, spiritual, psychic, and metaphysical hosts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Beautiful Earth, where we celebrate the innate, meaning inborn, already there, intrinsic connections to life, to our bodies, to the earth, the natural world, food. And so our topics include holistic health, holistic emotional health, eco-psychology, shamanism, sacred sexuality, veganism, because these are all ways that we can feel that connection, that embodied connection to our to our body, number one, but to the body of the earth and the body of our own health and the body of food that is feeds our energy systems and all the ways that we can feel more alive in our own life, where we can feel more connected, more open. It's one thing to say, let's, yeah, just be open, just, just be positive. But there's, it's a little bit more complicated than that. And that's why I, every show, I welcome these amazing guests that can give you tools and tips and ways of looking at life and looking at yourself that allows hopefully deeper connection and deeper joy and deeper ways of um, experiencing your own life. Really falling in love with your own life uh, as it is so that you can feel more alive right now, not after you retire or after you go on that trip. So welcome to Beautiful Earth. I am your host, Barbara White, and I know it's been a bit of time since my last show, I um, have been in quite a transition in the last year, um, purchasing the property and space from Mother Bear Sanctuary, and um, about a year ago, I sold my house and all my belongings, and it really felt important to let go of all things, just all things material, and it really did help me to get even deeper into the invisible or spirit and how that is what manifests all things, that infinite potential that field that is constantly waiting our invitation, our breath, our thought. And we know that thoughts are units of mental energy and how we can bring that to form. And it's hard sometimes to get our thought off of things, our house or taking care of stuff in our physical world. But when you don't have all those things, and that's what I let go of a year ago, it really does allow a deep inner dive. And so I'm so grateful for last year and how it's allowed me that deep dive and um, and now moving towards the farm and the land. And uh, Mother Bear Sanctuary is welcoming nature experiences into inner city as well as nature retreats. I have some uh, self-love retreat coming up as well as a nature retreat in August, um, as well as an animal communication retreat, which the last one I had a couple months ago was just phenomenal And how one person said they um, they always love nature and the earth, but from this day retreat they feel like they belong they feel like they belong to life and to the earth and many of their social anxieties fell away so that was a really really incredible day um so been in this year transition and that's why not a lot of shows and so i really am grateful that you're listening and welcoming me back and um looking forward in the next year to host the amazing people that i have the honor and privilege of getting to know and hear their wisdom, um, looking to host more people in the following year, a little bit more, excuse me, more consistently. Um, 
So welcome, 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 welcome back to Beautiful Earth. And if you haven't checked out some of the previous shows hosted uh, local healers here in the Midwest, which we know that the Midwest is actually, it's a myth that the West or out in California has more healers, not physical. It's actually when the data came in, it's, there's more more healers and holistic healers, um, physical therapy, emotional therapy of sorts, metaphysics in the Midwest than anywhere else in the United States. So we are in a beautiful hot spot here. And if you're not listening in the Midwest and you're uh, somewhere in the United States or in the world, we hope that you come visit us, come into this area. Uh, it's really an incredible space uh, and, op- and a lot of things going on here. So um, welcome to that. And if you haven't listened to previous shows, like I said, I, I uh, have hosted local healers here in the Midwest, but I've also hosted national folks like Marion Williamson and Andrew Harvey and um, a few others that you would, some New York best times, actually lots of New York best time sellers um, in previous shows that you can check out. And then if you go way back in the archives, a few years, um, that's where I cover the self-acceptance foundation. So so I do a lot of meditations, a lot of processing work in the earlier shows. If you're interested in that, that is available to you. So welcome back to Beautiful Earth. I am so grateful that you're here. And we're going to have one of the best shows we've had. This is going to be, we're going to be focusing on the heart and asking the question, is heartbreak real? Is heartbreak real? And if you've ever experienced heartbreak, you might be saying yes, or maybe you might be saying no. I don't know what your what your experience is. But we have two guests today um, that have some wisdom to offer on that. Erin Stoll, who is a holistic therapist, and she'll tell me a little bit more of her history, but I've got a brief, uh, let's see here, bring up her me a second. Clinical social worker and, and a holistic psychotherapist and her practices in Plymouth. Um, oh, but there's so much more to Erin because uh known Erin for a long time and she does incredible uh, healing work and um, attachment work and relationship work. And um, I remember she said a quote one time uh, that only relationship issues can only heal in relationships. And uh, maybe she'll speak on that today if it flows in the conversation and how that relates to the heart. Um, the other person that I'm bringing on, I met at a um, holistic wellness um, fair out in Ann Arbor. And Alicia Williams, DO, is an integrative cardiologist, board-certified cardiology. And her center is, our office is out, um, it's a center for optimal health in East Lansing. And her work was really fascinating to me, how she saw the heart and what she knew about the health of the heart. And um, I had this idea at that time to bring Alicia, myself, and Aaron on and discuss, uh, is heartbreak real from a physical perspective, from an emotional perspective, and from a spiritual perspective, right? After all, it is Body, Mind, Spirit Radio. (laughs) Um, All right. So before I bring on my wonderful guests, why don't we all take a moment knowing that as you're listening to the show, whether it's archived or you're listening to it live, we're all joining each other in that unified field, or as quantum physics likes to call it, that zero-point field. And so let's all join each other in that unified field, that intentional field. And how do we do that? We do that through the heart. And so if you have a free hand right now, just putting your hand on your heart. And sense, feel, and imagine as you breathe into your heart, 
that ocean of energy that's breathing in and out like a sponge through the heart. Noticing any sensations in your body and just noticing them. Put a little label on them, hot, cold, tingly, numb. Maybe you feel good, maybe you feel pain. And then once you label it, labeling it helps the mind to let go of it. Just label it and then come back after you label it to your breath and notice that unified field again. Imagine this light all around you as you're breathing into the heart and back out like a jellyfish in the ocean. Wonderful. And then just noticing again any body sensations. And you may not feel 100% better, but just notice those subtle changes. That within 30 seconds, 40 seconds of breathing, you can feel a little bit better. See, our mind always wants to put complex answers to complex problems, but it's always simple. It's always about breath, always about forgiveness, always about acceptance and love of some form. Always about self-care or care of another. The foundations don't same, uh, change, although the details do, right? So different, different therapies, different perspectives. But it's always simple. Come back to the breath and just connect. All right. Thank you for being here. And I'm going to bring on both of my guests here as soon as I can click over to the studio. Hello, Erin. Hello, Alicia. Good morning. Hello. Hi. So who would ever like to lead? I'd love to hear just a little bit more of why, uh, what led you to do what you do and why it's your passion. Hmm. Um, I'll start. This is Erin. Okay. Um, thanks for having me, first of all. I'm excited. Um, (laughs) I'm excited. I'm excited about the topic. I'm excited to be here. Um, and yeah, so for (laughs) me, (laughs) um, you know, I think probably for a lot of us, my own journey led me to doing the work that I do. Um, just my own life experience and my own, my own path of healing. Um, and so in my early twenties, I, kind of started doing my own healing work and that involved, you know, a lot of different things, um, but mostly holistic. So really seeing, seeing myself and others and my processes being really um, involving the heart and the mind and the body and the spirit. And so, um, yeah. And so I kind of, um, started there and then um, decided to become a therapist. I got a um, master's in social work and um, wanted to combine the kind of holistic healing approaches that I learned through my twenties into um, working with people in a, you know, in a therapeutic relationship. And um, one thing, Barbara, you said earlier about uh 
I said, I think I said something about how healing and relationship requires um, being in a relationship. Like to heal, you have to be in a relationship. And that, um, that was like the foundation of my early years um, in school. It was a, a more traditional um, psychodynamic approach, which really focuses on, you know, the importance of relationship and attachment um, uh, our development and, and really focuses on the relationship between the, the therapist or the healer and the client. And mm-hmm. I really resonated with that, um, that, you know, that, that has been the biggest part of my healing. And so I was drawn to, to weave that into the work that I do with clients. So, so that was my foundation. And then, um, I also had this background with holistic, you know, these more holistic approaches to therapy, the mind-body connection, and felt drawn to weaving in the body. And so I uh, got trained as a sensory motor psychotherapist, which um, really draws on, like, somatic therapies, neuroscience, attachment, um, mindfulness, and really honors the wisdom of the body. Um, and, And so, yeah, so I've kind of joined both of those things, like the body centered approach and then the, the relational um, attachment mm. approach. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Beautiful. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds <Beautiful>. good. <laughs> uh, so Alicia, what, uh, what drew you to do what you do and why is it your passion? Yes. Well, I, I grew up in a household with a person that, raised me. My parents were so interested in nutrition. I was very, very fortunate. Um, I grew up going to the health food stores and to, and to get fresh food, and we had a Vitamix, and we went to yoga, and I was in, kind of immersed in that and how important it was. And when I went to the doctor, which wasn't very often, um, we had a wonderful family doctor who was a D.O., kind of the old-fashioned, just you loved him the minute you went in the room. He looked like Captain Kangaroo. And I thought, you know, he just (laughs) makes me feel so good when I see him. And it wasn't that often. But I thought, I want to be just like him. And so when I uh, ended up going to medical school, I read the difference between the osteopathic, because I'd never had adjustments, and I thought, I really like the idea of a holistic approach to the body, but scientific at the same time. And I thought, I'm going to be a family doctor and make health calls out in the country on horseback. And somehow ended up in a specialty <laughs> because I just, I loved the idea of the heart. I, I loved the idea that you could help people and snatch them back from dangerous situations. But then I realized that, that was just the start of it. And so then my, I went back to my nutrition because I didn't really learn much at all about nutrition in medical school. And I realized they didn't teach us much about nutrition. So I started in functional medicine um, back in the late 90s. A very good friend and colleague mm-hmm. of mine introduced me to Jeffrey Bland, and I went to those conferences, and I continued to do cardiology, but I was also interested in wellness and lifestyle. And I realized how important it was. And so as I got on my career, I was uh, at Borges Hospital in Kalamazoo for 26 years. And I loved my partners, but I thought, you know, I just really need to help people prevent and reverse disease. 
And as part of that, I realized that the system, unfortunately, is really set up for, for sickness, and we know that. And I wanted to promote wellness, and so I was able to join a practice in East Lansing with Dr. Possett and Dr. Blakeney, and I just love it because now I can focus on really identifying things early, but also being able to spend time with people and talk about the things that really matter and help to kind of guide them to wellness so that they can avoid even having to go to the hospital. And I think along the way, I've always been interested for years in all the things related to healing. Um, and I, I noticed on, on your site, Barbara, the the Qigong and the, the shamanic healing, and that was always fascinating, and homeopathic therapies. These are so critical mm -hmm. because so many people can't tolerate medicines, and they need to heal. And they come uh, wanting to be healed, and we have to be able to offer them everything that we can to try to keep them feeling good and feeling part of the community and family. And so that was my drive to do what I'm doing. Mm, mm, beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so whoever oops, sorry about that. Um, whoever would like to answer the next question, which is, I think would probably be good to just say, well, what is the heart in your understanding? Like, because the heart could be a you know physical blob of muscle, or are we? What what is the heart to you, and um, and can it be broken? I guess I'll start. Maybe with the physical, and Erin, you can add. I mean, I I tell people when they come to see me, their heart didn't just come and sit on the chair by itself. And so mm. it's really important to remember that the heart is not only tied into every organ system in the body because it pumps blood to every organ in our body, but it also mm. the nerves and the electrical energy from the heart, they involve the brain and the gut. And even the energetics, you know, we do EKGs in the office. We know from the research that uh, from, from healing research and from energy research, not only the aura but the electrical signal is outside the body. We can connect that. And with heart math, we know that. So when we look at the heart, it really is embodying everything about what we do. Um, so it's important for a lot of different parts of the body to be in balance so that our heart can work uh, the way it needs to. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And yeah. So, Aaron, what is the heart to you, and, and can, it, can it be broken? Oh, yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> I, I do think it can be broken. <laughs> And um, I've experienced it myself, and I think pretty much everybody I know, I can say, has experienced it um, from my perspective. So, yeah, that's a, that's a strong yes <laughs> for me on that question. Um, and to me, the heart, um, it's, it, to me, it's the, it's an, the place or the, the part of ourselves that, that loves that, um, that in, in terms of this like human experience, it's the part of us that, you know, that gives and receives love that feels um, connected to others 
um, and to ourselves and to whatever, you know, whatever our experience of, you know, higher power is. Um, so to me, the, the heart is the, is the conduit for that or is the connection to that. And I think the other thing that I've seen in practice, you know, we, we hear about heartbreak. Um, for example, people that have experienced the death of a loved one and they come in with a heart attack mm. and the artery isn't blocked, but the heart muscle suddenly weakened. So something mm. happened. And what was that something? And we know mm. that we could try to explain it scientifically and sometimes that works, but sometimes we don't know. Was it a blood clot? Was it the little tiny blood vessels? But we do know, especially in women, the hormone levels, the stress levels, and then also the, the surge of adrenaline or cortisol. So we bring into that the stress and the mood um, that it puts us at risk for having these events. And we know we can heal that. And we, I think it's a lot more common than we realize because a lot of people don't go to the hospital, but they can actually experience a heart attack from that. Or even, you know, we've heard of people where their spouse dies and they die a few minutes later. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's fascinating how there must be not only that deep connection, I almost can visualize it as two hearts being so connected when one goes to a higher place there's parts of the heart that get ripped or torn or injured. And Mm -hmm. so even if you don't visually see a change, it's almost like you tried to pull out one of the roots of a tree. The tree might still grow, but it can't grow as well. You pull out enough roots and you can't sustain life. And so um, people that have multiple traumas where they lose multiple people in the family, I mean, I can't imagine what the magnitude of what happens to the heart in that situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And speaking to that, to that point, I've seen that. Um, I've seen that many times where um, someone will have experienced a lot of heartbreak, you know, um, over time and their, their physical structure even changes, you know, their, um, from like a body more body centered perspective, the fascia, the muscles, the tissues will almost form a band around around the ribs, around the around yeah. the structures. Yeah, connected to the shoulders and the heart. It's almost like the body is kind of protecting from the pain of that. Um, if the person didn't have an opportunity to be able to to move through it and, and integrate it and, and feel it. So, yeah. That's, that's so, that's so interesting that there's the actual uh, fascia ring that forms around it. And then uh, Alicia, as you're describing the, uh, is there, did I call you Alicia or would you like me to call you Dr. Dr. Williams? Or oh no, Alicia is fine. No, no, okay, that's okay. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Um, so as you talked about that, the roots being pulled out, when um, when I look at people's energy systems and they have a loved one pass of many years, that's been around for many years, it does exactly look like that. It's um, I, I usually give this model of like bringing my fingers together and then pulling one, and they're like interwoven and then pulling one hand away. And I say, your whole energy system is being shifted. Your whole 
You're because mm-hmm. the person will normally say, as you both know, it's like, why am I feeling this way? Why am I not over this? And and the more awareness and acceptance we give to it, it doesn't trap the person. It helps them get untrapped. You know, that's that mm-hmm. um, like what you're both speaking to is like this. This happens. This is real. So that then. Um, mm-hmm. And more of our Western, I think, Western mind thinks, well, no, 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 just get over it, you know, and that somehow pushing past it. And I know I've done that in my life, too. Like, just push past it, get past it, thinking that I'm somehow getting somewhere, but I'm actually breathing my body in some type of um, uh, pattern and, and, and limiting my, mm-hmm. my ability to experience life and joy. Um, what does somebody do when they're, when they're in that place physically and emotionally? Hmm. Erin, you might be able to say some of the things that you've done, I think. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, I can think of of a lot of things. Um, One, the one that stands out kind of at the top of the list is being able to, um, (laughs) being able to feel the, the pain, which, you know, when you're hurting, Barbara, like you were saying, like sometimes it's, it seems like it makes more sense to push on, you know, and to try to just move forward. And we get a lot of those messages, um, I think collectively and, um, and in actuality, it creates more pain, more stuckness. The, the pain sticks around for a lot longer. It can lead to more problems. So having a way to um, be able to feel the heartbreak, um, you know, and, and it can go as slow as, as you need to, it doesn't have to be, doesn't have to look any certain way. Everyone has really their own unique experience with, with healing from, from loss. Um, but it's, it, it's really important to, to be able to feel it. And it's like, well, they know, have this, you know, yeah. in, Oh, go oh, ahead. Go I was just going to say, you know, for example, people have had heart attacks. We know that it's so critical uh, when I was I, I was in charge of cardiac rehab, that the, you have to talk to people because if they're by themselves, or you know maybe they feel they've lost so much they've got heartbreak and they don't have anybody to share it with, you can teach them how to exercise. It's not going to do anything, and unless you deal with their true heartbreak, whatever it is, you're not going to get them better because they won't want to do anything else. Mm-hmm. Mm. 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 Great. Mm. Right. You were showing yeah. me uh, at the the. How does this? I just have a feeling, and I'm not for sure how. How does this relate to what you were showing me at the festival, um, Alicia? With how you can catch things way, 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 way beforehand with the yeah, um, yeah. the machines that you have. So they, I'm thinking, you know, by the time somebody has a, a heart attack. They have been holding the pain for for a while. Normally, I mean, it could be instantaneous, but normally they've been holding it for years or months, and um, and then it's it's gotten to the point where it's manifesting as this big um, three three uh, was it the a big 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 fire alarm three tier fire alarm. I'm trying, I don't know word I'm trying to look. Yeah. But, so what the the machinery that you use? How how does this relate in catching things way beforehand? Well, I think especially in people that are seemingly healthy. You know, and, and now that's getting harder to find people that are actually healthy. I mean, we have kids mm. developing adult-onset diabetes. We have, uh, you know, mm. a crisis with our bodies, um, just being overnourished with calories, undernourished with nutrition. 
And so there's many people that have risk factors they don't realize, and we can utilize specialized blood tests. But I think that probably the most important thing that I do is to really dig deep in their history and really look at what are you doing, are you sleeping, are you drinking high-quality water, eating high-quality food, and, and really finding out where they're at at that moment because so many people are just tied up in so much stress. But then I also have access to a really wonderful technology and it's called carotid intimal medial thickness, or CIMT. And that is an ultrasound we can do of the carotid arteries. And it's different than the full ultrasound that we do. If somebody's having a stroke, that's different. That's to look at tight blockages. This is to look at the actual thickness of the arteries. And that is a, is a measurement of inflammation. And if the arteries thicken enough, they form plaque. And you can have an artery that has blood flowing through it but is thickened and has plaque, and that plaque can rupture suddenly. And by looking at the, at the carotid arteries in the neck, it's a snapshot of what's going on in the whole body. And the reason mm. I like to do the test myself is that you realize how vulnerable the neck is. You know, everybody guards that. It's a very sacred space. But when you take those pictures and you lovingly tell people, these are your arteries and we have some work to do, but then you have to instill hope and you have to tell people, I can help you with this. You know, I won't leave you. I will help you make this better. And that is a very powerful thing. It's been my favorite thing I've done my whole career because it helps people to really see what they're doing to their bodies and maybe understanding that they need to make some changes. Very, mm. very powerful. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. Alicia, I appreciate what you, what you just said about offering hope and, like, the, how vital it is. And, um, and from the physical side, you know, in terms of offering ways that people can, um, can heal that way. And I, I really see that on the emotional side as well, is letting, helping people understand that, there are ways to heal from heartbreak, you know, for, for those that may get stuck there and that, um, yeah, that there, there's absolutely ways to move through it and ultimately to be able to experience more, more joy. Ironically, breaking your heart open, it can open you up to, to feeling more, you know, more joy and more vitality, um, which, you know, it doesn't, doesn't necessarily feel that way <laughs> when you're going through it, but, mm-hmm. but it, it, it certainly can be the um, kind of like what emerges from that process. Mm-hmm. I think it's important mm-hmm. too for people after an event that I think people realize how precious everything is. And it's too mm-hmm. bad that, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of people may wait too long to realize how precious things are. But when you do have heartbreak, you obviously had a reason that you had some incredible person that meant a lot and that you're feeling so much. And we know that, again, the nerves in the heart, the nerves in the stomach, our brain, they're all connected. Our heart rate, um, really the true heartbeat, which we know, and, and Barbara, I, I'm sure you've, you've seen it. I was able to see a Chagung healer that was a master at the University of Michigan many years ago at a workshop, 
and had us all just touch fingers. The whole room was full of about 50 people. And then he had us open our eyes, and he took his hands, and he moved them from side to side, and it felt like the whole room was flinging around because all the energy Mm. was connected. So I go out of my way to try to, through touch, like if I'm even just doing the ultrasound or taking the pulse, is just remembering that I'm sending good energy to the people that are there. I'm there to try to help them. And I think we need to teach our healthcare providers more about that. You know, that's how I felt when I went to see my, my family doctor growing up. It was that mm. healing touch. And mm. it, it mm-hmm. means a lot to people, especially if they're all alone. They just want someone to care for them, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and they'll be better. Mm-hmm. They will. They won't maybe that, be that, cured, but they'll be better. That kind of ties in. It's a it's a, a thing I like to talk about or teach about is that we're all angels disguised as humans. Meaning, uh, we're all we all have the same purpose. We all have unique gifts, but we we all have the same purpose, which is to love, to uplift, to be a beneficial presence. So, whether mm-hmm. we're an accountant or a doctor or a therapist, we are we're here to be of service in that way, which um and and not serving to 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 get anything but just to be ourselves but just serve, simply living from the heart and being ourselves and you started down um in that direction you started mm-hmm. down Alicia in the path of I was really hearing the words hope and when you talked about Alicia and you talked about Aaron and I thought about how there's there's a it's not a spiel it really is my I don't want to say it's my spiel but it's it's my truth it's what I live it's 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 a thing that I say that I see people just perk up, which um, so I probably say it in almost every session and every workshop, which is something like, um, you're here to become more yourself, and the block is the bridge, and the problem is the solution, and the thing that is um, your core block can be your core power, and and in these things, these wobbles in your energy field and your body, they're they're the very bridge into becoming more love, more beauty, more joy, and so. This is a good thing. This is a good thing that's happening in your life. And um, and I could go more down that, that spiel that I do. Well, what I'd rather do is just be more conversational than a monologue. <laughs> um, so what I'm asking for both of you is um, what is that those things that you say to inspire hope? Tell people, you know, I mean, I know there's the, the – you tailor everything to everybody and or uniquely to everybody, meaning there's always that one thing you say you didn't even realize – and I think that happens to everybody in the world when they're living from that, that their heart and their centers. They say something, they don't even realize how it's impacting people around us. And, and, and to your point, Alicia, we are, when we're living from that heart center, we are impacting people. We are making a difference. But what is the, those things that you say to people that, that you say, okay, this is, if I have a new, a new client or, or a new patient, um, these are kind of the fundamentals of how I encourage them to move forward. Um, so whoever would like to, offer a little bit of Aaron, do you want to go um, first? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I was just sitting with that, and, and Barbara, like you said, I wonder if it's, in some ways, it's one of the things I probably just always say, so it's <laughs> like, wait, what do I say? Um, <laughs> but <laughs> what comes to mind right now um, is, you know, I, I, this is part of my own journey too, which is why it's something I feel, you know, drawn to share with others is that, you know, this, this human experience um, is um, gosh, it's, 
it takes courage. <laughs> it takes courage to be human and to, to open your heart and to be willing to love. And um, it's complex and it's mysterious and, um, and, you know, uh, yeah, that, um, I guess that that's, that's a big part of it. it in, in, in ways it's normalizing the, 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 what it means to be human and all the different parts of it. And one, one part of that's heartbreak um, and really inviting people to, um, you know, open their hearts to themselves and the courage it takes to, to be on this journey and the, the trials and tribulations, but also the, the, the joy and growth and um, expansiveness of, of this journey. Uh, so I guess, yeah, just making, making room and opening our hearts to ourselves and others as we're all, you know, traveling together on this, this journey. It's a, it is, it's, a, it's a long road for a lot of people. You know, I, I think if I see people in the office, and they come in with a risk factor, I think important is, is I always ask them, how can I help you today? You know, what, what kind of goals, I mean, what's your goal of health? Because mm. if they mainly came in because someone told them to, that's important. And then also at the end of the appointment, is there anything we haven't talked about that you think is important? Because in order to instill hope, you have to kind of know where they're coming from. And I think that in in the hospital, when someone's desperately ill, at that point, it, it's mainly just a healing touch and just telling people that I'm here with you, that that I love you. I mean, I hug a lot of my patients. I uh, mm. want them to know that they mean the world to me and that they hopefully feel that love, and it allows them to then say, you know what, I haven't been good with my diet. You know, this and this and this happened. And and that's that's okay. You know, I tell people that's part of our existence is we we learn how to bounce back and what can I do to help you bounce back. In fact I, I took care of a lot of the nuns at Borges and, and it was it was it was fun because they're so resilient. And I would they'd come in and they'd tell me things and I said, I've heard I've heard your confession <laughs> And we'd laugh, and I think that <laughs> laughter is really important because it opens up your human nature, and I tell them something really stupid that I've done or something that I've experienced that's been painful, and then tell them, yes, you, you can get through this. Let's do it together. So I think that, that those are the main things that I try to convey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's part of our existence, uh, learning to bounce back, and then I love Wow, that's just, uh, if I tweeted, I would tweet that. (laughs) (laughs) And then, Erin, I love what you said about normalizing what it means to be human. And um, and it's just the the energy of, uh, not just, incredibly the energy of acceptance. And uh, I feel my whole body as I'm listening to you, and I hope the listeners are feeling that too. I feel my whole body just relaxing, and I I feel more uh, present, and I feel more, um, more accepting of myself as each of you are talking, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can relate to that, and I can, I can relate to um, the courage that it takes to be in this human experience, and um, mm-hmm. how, how myself and, and people I've worked with 
we always think like somehow we must be getting it wrong, or if we just figure out figure things out a little bit more, or, uh, it, it somehow must be um, their fault or my fault. It, it must somehow be my fault or something that I'm lacking of why uh, why this is happening. And I I know that can be a, a default for many. I know it can be a default for me at times where it's like, oh, okay, it must be something I did wrong, or it must be something I'm lacking, or or it must be fundamentally broken. And um, what you both are offering is uh-huh. Uh, the message of hope that no, we're not fundamentally broken. Yes, we these challenges are normal and heartbreak is normal, and uh, we can have that resilience to bounce back. And it is normal to to have all these things happening. And um, and uh, do you, do you both see that with with heartbreak? One common thing is, or when someone's in those challenges, is um, they feel they're broken, or they feel that they that they've essentially lost hope. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, very much. Yeah, so. I, I, mm-hmm. I've seen that um, a lot, and and can even relate to that at certain times of my life. Um, and I think that that speaks to the the idea about um, relationship and how um, there's no shame in needing help <laughs> to be able to to move through something if you're feeling if you're feeling, um, you know, not feeling any hope or feeling despair, um, because usually our hearts are broken because we've lost something we've loved. You know, it could be, it could be a death. It could be the ending of a relationship. It could be that loss of a pet, you know, any, any experience where we've really given and received love, um, is, you know, what typically leads to heartbreak. So oftentimes we might need help, you know, in a relationship to, to heal because, um, because it, again, uh, you know, we're, our, the human heart can be very tender um, and resilient, but also very tender. So, so yeah, I guess that just speaks to the, the piece around relationship and the value of having someone to share, to share your experience with. Barbara, when you asked what, um, what what are ways to heal grief? One one is to be able to feel it or to have help feeling it at a pace that feels that's right for you, but also to have support, you know, to be with people you trust, to feel a sense of connection, to not be alone. Um, and that might look like therapy, but it also could just look like, you know, sitting with, you know, having someone that you know loves you and that you love sitting with you. It doesn't even mean it has to be, you know, someone giving advice or just the power of somebody sitting and holding your hand, you know, when you're, when you're hurting is, is I think really powerful and healing. You know, there's a couple of people that I've, I've really enjoyed learning from over the years. And of course, a lot of people have heard of Dean Ornish and he did his work on reversing heart disease and a critical part of his program dealt with he, you know, food was important and exercise was important, but critical for his his outcomes were people had group support, they had meditation, and even uh, when I think of uh, the other person is Stephen Sinatra, who is a famous integrative cardiologist, his whole book on earthing, you know, which I know that you're aware of, but just sometimes people are so far along a journey that to give them a pill or to give them something, it, they don't need that. They might at some point, but they need to feel connected 
somehow to earth, to family, to a higher power. Mm-hmm. They have to have a reason that their existence means something. And if they're all alone and they don't have any higher spiritual power helping that connection heal, I find that that's where people really struggle. And sometimes you have to go right back to basics, and uh, that's the coping mechanism that helps them. Even uh, Thich Nhat Hanh was talking about when he was growing up in Vietnam and all the, all the war around them, and someone had asked him, how can you have a smile on your face in, in, the, in the midst of tragedy? And he goes, I... I just remember that as my foot touches the ground, I'm kissing the earth. And that with each step, and that was Mm -hmm. the walking meditation, that I could help to heal the earth one step at a time. And those are the things that sometimes when people are so sick or so injured, either their heart or something else, that you need to go very deep, but you need to have help doing that. You need to have someone guide you. Mm-hmm. And that's why really the connection among, for example, what we're doing today, the connection, Barbara, like our group in Ann Arbor, of many different professions or even uh, not even a professional, someone with experience, that you come together and you say, this is my gift and I want to share it. And that I can't possibly know everything and I can't possibly do everything for someone. But if I know someone that can help, it's like a knitting a large blanket. Each little thread you knit and everybody contributes, all of a sudden, if there was a mistake, it, you don't even notice it. It just is diluted out in this, this, this blanket that can cover people and help them. And so that's mm-hmm. that's the power of being able to work as a group. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. I, I don't know if it was something specific either of you said, or I just had an aha moment of <laughs> something I already teach and already know, but like how important connection is. It's uh, whether it was something you said, Erin, about um, mm-hmm. the relationship or about Thich Nhat Hanh and the, the connection with the earth and the, the foot and, um, of how if we can find one thing to be connected to, whether it be a, ho- hopefully a person, but it could be an animal or a tree or a rock. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I remember a teacher years ago said, we just need something to love. You know, it's why we even had, for a while there, there was pet rocks, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just like we just want something to connect to. And um, I remember uh, data that I was preparing for one of my nature workshops and how um, if somebody owned a pet, they had a, somewhere between 30 and it was sometimes high as 50% uh, faster healing rate if they just had that connection with their pet. And uh, mm. and just imagine if somebody then has like, oh, this is courage to reach out and courage to ask for help and knowing that's not weak, that mm-hmm. if they have a pet mm-hmm. and then they have, they have an Aaron or Alicia or an a Barbara or they have a they have her <laughs> connection from a friend or and, and, and how that magnifies their uh, mind, yours, but also their when we do that, when we connect, it magnifies our capacity to uh, to heal faster, to be happier, and how, mm-hmm. uh, as you've spoken to both of you have, of how that directly affects the, the, the fascia, the heart, and the muscles, that directly affects the gut, that 
directly affects the inflammation levels in the in the arteries and um and so yeah, just something of how important that mm-hmm. connection is. It's just like, it m- makes me want to run out to this coffee shop that I'm sitting at and just go like <laughs> hug everybody in the coffee shop. <laughs> that's, that's a wonderful idea. <laughs> Well, even the yeah. even the distance mm-hmm. healing, you know, as part of my osteopathic training, um, just being exposed to some of the cranial sacral work, and and the the higher the level of training, you know, gets to the point where people are doing distance healing or uh, healing through prayer, healing through intention. Um, it's mm. it's just there's so many powerful things we can do to help people that it's it's not. It's not going to be a procedure or a pill that long-term, short-term it might be helpful, but long-term if we don't have hope and we don't have our heartbreak taken care of, you can, you can make everything very expensive in healthcare and people aren't healthy. They don't feel well. And so we have to almost go back to grassroots efforts of healing practices to enhance our wellness with things that were were really deficient and instead of, you know, my body's not deficient in a statin drug, but if I have heartbreak, I need help with that and Mm. healing from the inside out. Mm -hmm. Uh As we we wrap up, um, is there anything... Oh, go ahead, Erin. Oh, well, I was going to... Yeah, I was going to say that... um, Barbara, when you were talking about connection and the importance of connection and the kind of theme, I guess, that's woven through today and what Alicia shared and I've shared and you've shared, um, I, I was kind of struck by specific, specific heartbreak, and I know this applies to other things too, but, um, you know, it can be really helpful to have a, a way to understand it understand, you know, if it was a loss of a relationship or, you know, a loss of a dream or whatever the heartbreak was about to have a way to understand it, to metabolize it, to make sense of it using words and, and, you know, cognition, and that can be really helpful. Um, But I think one of the things that's the most powerful with, with heartbreak is feeling connection through presence you know, feeling the presence of someone with you. And when I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. like sitting with somebody and holding their hand um, or, or, you know, uh, the metaphor of like someone that's with you, sitting with you, um, just being with you in that space, someone that has the capacity to be with you in that space, um, not mm-hmm. needing to fix you or, or change you or, or make it better in that moment. Um, but really it's kind of, kind of like, you know, one human being with another offering presence to That to comes experience. back to love. You know, when, when someone's dying, and I've unfortunately had, you know, many people over the years that I've had to experience going through that, is you come to a point where you just have to just convey total love because that, I think, transcends. That's why I enjoyed your book so much, Barbara is that it really transcends everything because when you can't do anything else, like you said, be present and the love just pours out. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Well, thank you, and yeah. um, thank you for, for all this. Um, wow, I feel so uplifted, and I know that everyone that will listen to it now and in archives is going to benefit. Um, I'm going to use a, your uh, statement, Alicia. So is there anything um, that we haven't talked about that you two would like to say? <laughs> No, but seriously, is oh my gosh! Yeah. Any, any other, any other I think it's just the biggest thing is people. Um, there is help. That's I guess the most important thing. There are people that do care, and fortunately, people get afraid of going to doctors. And I think for me, I want people to feel comfortable that they're coming into a healing space and that they're going to be offered things that are are. It's going to be a team approach. And Erin, is there anything else that you'd like mm -hmm. to Yeah, two things come to mind. One is um, uh, on the topic of of healing from heartbreak, the the body piece I think is really important. You know, and emotions are in the body. You know, feeling emotions, it's it's already connected to the body, but. and things like yoga, you know, qigong, things that help to keep the flow flowing, <laughs> like the, the river moving through. It's kind of sometimes heartbreak and can, it's like a, you know, like a stream with a, with a log blocking it up or like only a little trickle flowing through. So, you know, doing, there's like physical ways to support the, the process of healing from heartbreak that I think are really important. Um, you know, body a body centered therapist can help with that too, but but there's a lot of other ways as well. So that was one, and then the other was <laughs> this has been kind of like shouting to me as in the at the end of our talk, and I so I I, I want to share it, which is mm-hmm. in you know in being with somebody who's experienced heartbreak, and even with yourself, um, or maybe mostly with yourself, there's a I think there's a tendency for people to to want to offer like. Um, encouraging words like well that person's in a better place now that they've passed away and you know you'll you'll grow from that relationship that's ended it's making you stronger and all of that I think is true but it often doesn't meet the person where they're at in their heartbreak at that Mm. moment so Mm. that's why when I mentioned presence just being with somebody being able to be with them where they're at as opposed to offering these things to try to have them in a more positive way, um, mm-hmm. you know, depending on where they're at in their healing can be, you know, really, I think the most beneficial thing. And, and, I, and I can really speak to that in my own experience too. Mm. 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 Beautiful. Um, it, do, if any, if either of you feel drawn, um, if you'd like to, if someone would like to uh, reach out to you, um, you're welcome to give your website or phone number information. Would either of you like to do that? Yeah. Oh, sure. So yeah. for uh, Alicia ahead. Williams, yeah, and I'm at the okay. Center for Optimal Health, and that's in East Lansing, and the phone number is 517-324-9400, or the website is cfohealth.com. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, and um, my uh, website is uh, it's my name, so uh, Erin Stoll dot com, E R I N S T O H L dot com, 
and my phone number, and there's ways to reach me on my website, and my phone number is 313-942-5586. Well, thank you, Erin, and thank you, Alicia. This, I, I uh, feel really um I feel, this, I feel really good and from the show and and uh and uh I really appreciate both of you bringing forth your years of wisdom and your own personal work and um thank you so much. Well, thanks for having yeah. us. Yeah, thank you so much. This is this is really great. Mhm. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. All right, everyone, thank you so much for listening to Beautiful Earth. Um, In case you missed those numbers, for Alicia, it is 517-324-9400, and that was cfohealth.com. And then for Erin, it was 313-942-5586, and it's her name, erinstoll.com. And all this information is also on the Body, Mind, Spirit, uh, Beautiful Earth, by my Spirit Radio Beautiful Earth uh, website and also in the magazine. So if you um, need to, uh, if you forget it or you need to look it up again, you can go there. And um, also I will have it posted um, on Facebook and on my website so you can gain the information there. All right. So thank you so much for listening. And uh, let's just finish where we began of taking a few breaths into our hearts feeling that energy field that Alicia spoke about, that love that Aaron spoke about, and knowing that it is just one breath away. And just take a few more breaths into the body, into the heart. And I am your host, Barbara White. If you would like to reach out to me, you're welcome to 734-796-6690. I do have some retreats and some workshops coming up. And uh, um, please reach out to my guests. They are incredible healers. And I love that Alicia spoke to, sometimes we have fear of doing that. If you're reaching out to a doctor or um, going into uh, some type of therapy, um, I highly recommend both of them. And um and take that first step. Make that phone call. Get it on the books because if you don't do it now, you won't do it, right? If you don't make that phone call, you're kind of like, oh, I really connected with with Aaron or Alicia. And um, make that phone call now. Give yourself that gift now. Take that first step. And I love what Aaron was speaking about throughout the show of going at a pace that is right for you. And um, so it's it's taking that first step and, and really allowing yourself the support that you need to, that we all need. Uh, to feel connected, to heal, and feel more alive in our lives. Many blessings to you, and I'm looking forward to the next show. Um, please check out previous shows, uh, um, some amazing guests, and um, looking forward to connecting with you. All right, take care.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.